Hey guys, it's Hunter Henry of the LA Chargers. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast. I hope you guys enjoy and thanks for listening. Welcome to the Caps On Podcast. Coming to you from the Capitol. With your hosts, Nick Tobias, Tyler Bloomstick, and Michael Britton. Welcome back to the fourth iteration of the Caps On podcast. We are going into week 15 of the NFL season, and uh, we had a pretty good gambling week last week. I think we all finished over 65%. I think, Mikey, you snuck up there. 66.67. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. So let's see if we can keep that consistency going. Stick, why don't you intro our first game here? Alrighty, we're starting off with the 1 o'clock games, Tampa Bay at Detroit. The line is three and a half favoring Tampa Bay on the road at Ford Field. The total is set at 46. It opened at 47 and a half. So we got a lot of action on the under driving that total down. Tampa Bay is at minus 185 on the money line. This is an interesting game. Um, a three and nine Lions hosting the six and seven Bucks. I mean, if the Bucks play defense, I mean, they would have a pretty solid record. I mean, that's just facts. I mean, they score points. They have a good offense. They don't really have many running backs. I mean, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber aren't terrible, but I don't know. Jameis is just something else. I mean, we talked about his potential uh, colorblindness. Uh, throwing <laughs> just ball regular to the other blindness. Team. <laughs> blindness, colorblindness, just the inability to throw the ball to the guys in the red or the gray, whichever think, jerseys they're wearing the for the week. thumb's going to help them too much either. No, not at all. Um... There are a couple injuries in this game, Nick. You said Jameis Winston questionable with the hand injury. Um, on the defensive end for um, Tampa Bay, Jason Pierre-Paul is questionable with a knee injury. Um, for the Lions, they have their handful of injuries as well. Marvin Jones is out for the season with an ankle injury. Uh, Matt Stafford, obviously, is questionable with a broken back. So I don't question him. Yeah. He's <laughs> probably not going to play. Uh, and Bo Scarborough is out too, uh, questionable with ribs. I don't know if he's out, but he's you know it's questionable. I don't know how many carries he's actually going to end up getting, but he's been pretty good for a Lions team that's kind of been treading water, not really doing anything like spectacular. And and Carryon Johnson was supposed to be this sneaky running back, especially in terms of fantasy. Like he just didn't really produce much and yeah, well I have here that Scarborough was limited on Wednesday in practice and he was downgraded to out of practice on Thursday so I doubt we see Bo Scar- Scarborough out there on Sunday too so right now we're looking at Jeff uh, David Blau and TJ Hawkinson's also listed as either out or he's, doubtful he's, he's out for the season he's on the uh, he's out for the season he's on the IL um, so right now it's down to David Blau and Kenny Galladay that is it. And Danny Amendola. Again, that is it. <laughs> so, really, you're banking on a blind Jameis Winston who has a broken finger on his throwing hand and a Detroit Lions team who is... Um, if the NFL had a D-League, uh, yeah. it would be their, this would be the, the D-League this Detroit would be Lions. It. D for Detroit. I mean, initially looking at this game, I figured I would probably stay away from it, but... I mean, after seeing all of these injuries, I, I just can't imagine Detroit stays in this game. I don't care if there's the home, the home team or not. 
Like, Chris Godwin is arguably their number one receiver this year. I mean, Mike Evans is definitely a much more talented player, I would say. But Chris Godwin has produced at wide receiver one levels this year. And he absolutely has the capability to keep up that production, keep it going. The spread is low. OJ Howard has been playing okay the last couple weeks. He's been getting his receptions. He's been playing well. Cam Brate has been getting a lot of touchdowns lately. I, I just don't know if like the Lions can stay in this. It, it's Now that you look at it, it it's really Jameis and Chris Godwin versus David Blau and Kenny Galladay. We don't know how Jameis is going to throw, though, with that broken thumb. He yeah, didn't break he it last, like, last it game. It can't be week. much different than how he usually is. That's, well, who's their I can't argue with you on that. Who's Tampa Bay's backup? Who'd they have come in last I couldn't week? even tell you. Yeah. Exactly. So this is going to be a crapshoot. That's why Jameis is playing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to gamble this game. James is he, playing for his job. That's true. That Broken is also thumb or true. not, like he, he's got until the end of December. I, I just well, he he has a possibility of leading the leagues in total yards, total touchdowns, and total interceptions. There, there's a there's a high possibility that he leads. If the NFL had the crown, <laughs> he'd have it, and that'd be it. So this is. I think this is. I I I have to take Tampa Bay minus three and a half here. I think it's a terrible take, and I don't want to watch the game. Um, but uh, this is like one of the hardest. Detroit ones has all lost week. four straight <laughs> to Dallas, at Washington, home four against Chicago, which was what on Thanksgiving, and then at Minnesota, they haven't been putting up points since they lost Matt Stafford, and now they just lost a host of their offense. Like T.J. Hawkinson is not productive at all this year, and but he's out. He's still their starting tight end. Oh Scarborough, like they're down now to just nobody. In the backfield, I mean, maybe it's a carry on Johnson re coming out party, but I'm gonna stick with Tampa Bay minus three and a half. What about you, Mike? Yeah, so the Lions are actually on a six game losing streak, not four, which makes it even worse. And Tampa is on a three game winning streak, but with Mike Evans out and Jameis's thumb, I think this is gonna rely heavy on the run. That's why I'm gonna stay away from the spread in this game and just hammer the under. What's the total? Forty six. Forty six. So under forty six. Uh, that's a tricky one. Mano? Yeah, I, I really don't want to pick a side in this either. Uh, but I, I think I have to go with Tampa Bay. They're just the better team. Detroit's winning, or Detroit has lost their last five games. Uh, and Tampa has won their last three. He, Jameis Winston kind of put on a competent quarterback hat and kind of led, uh, led his way against the Colts last week. Um, I, think, I think Jameis Winston has the green light to pretty much do whatever he wants there for the time being, even if they go behind in this game or if they're up in this game, they're just going to keep throwing the ball. Um, I think Jameis Winston does enough to keep them in this, and the defense kind of picks apart the uh, the dudes that um, Detroit's throwing out there. All right, so definitely a weird game. I don't know. This is tough. This is Pick tough. and choose as you wish. Bet carefully. <laughs> um, but those are our picks. Moving on. We got a NFC East divisional game, the terrible, terrible NFC East. And just as a reminder, we are Giants fans here on this podcast. Um, Reluctantly. Heartbreaker on Monday and Eli's return. Hey, they Um, covered the spread. But we'll get to the Giants later. We got Philly at Washington. Philly is a five-point favorite. The total is set at a measly 39.5 points. (laughs) Gross. Um, it's in Washington at FedEx Field. Uh, six and seven Philly team, 
playing the three and ten Washington Redskins. This is another gross game. Um, Philly is really playing for their lives. They need to keep up with Dallas uh, to even have a shot at the division. Both teams, I believe, are six and seven. Um, Dallas is six and seven as well, right? Mm-hmm. However. Watching Philly on Monday night against the Giants, they just did not impress me. Now Alshon is out for the year. Nick, you made a ballsy pick in taking Washington plus 13 in Green Bay last week. And, and it off. paid off. And yes, I know. Thank you. I might be a fool, but I'm taking the five with Washington at home I, I, against I, I Philly this week. Listen, I would absolutely take Washington with the five at home. I mean, we're looking at a Philly team that does not have any wide receivers. They lost Alshon last week. Now they're really down to Matt Collins, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, Dallas Goddard, and Zach Ertz. Um, the, the backfield is slow. Washington's got a sneaky defense. Their defense, you know, they're out there all the time, which is g- giving them some experience, some, some chemistry. <laughs> yeah. They draft, a lot of young guys. They draft, they draft uh, primarily, like, defensive players uh, over the past couple of years, and it's... They're, they're smart. I yeah. mean, that's smarter, I guess. Obviously, there's developmental curves that have to come, but eventually, as playing as a unit, they kind of proved it last week, and, and you know, with going against Aaron Rodgers and kind mm. of keeping him at bay and keeping that, um, that Green Bay squad kind of under wraps, they didn't really... You know, look too great, but mm-hmm. neither. I mean, I think but... this is going to be a really crappy game. I think Washington ends up back. I think it's going to be a backdoor cover for Washington. I mean, I don't think. I think they're going to go down, or they're going to go down a couple touchdowns early, but I think they'll fight their way back. Um, but I feel comfortable with Washington plus five here. I, I take the points. It's NFC East. These games are always yeah. Close. I wouldn't be shocked That's... if they win this game outright. That's the thing. You never know with the NFC East. It's literally a toss up. Like pretty much every time, there's a matchup there. Um, I. I, I agree with you guys with the Redskins plus five and a half. I agree. I know that they do have like a younger defense, but like you guys said, they are on the field all the time. They are starting to click. This game is just pretty much the next few games for them too are just mainly focused on growth. I think they'll start to click. I'm going to take Redskins plus five and a half. I'm going to uh, go against it here. I'm taking Philly minus four and a half. I took Philly last week against the Giants. It came back and bit me, so I'm going to take them again. Um, I think... You guys highlighted the you know the injuries that Philly has on the offensive side of the ball, but what combats that is the fact that Doug Peterson is a fantastic coach. I have confidence in his ability to draw plays and get production out of the dudes that they have, and I think that's just going to stump the Redskins, whatever they think they might have planned. So I'm taking Philly minus four and a half. All right. So Mano's the contrarian once again. Mm. Um Moving on, we got Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay is a four and a half point favorite at home. Chicago sits at seven and six. Green Bay is at ten and three. Probably the sneakiest ten and three team, the quietest ten and three team this year. I feel like it's been an unimpressive ten and three. Also. It has. Yeah, it's just Aaron. been like they've just barely squeaked out games. Like they're honestly these are they are what the Chargers probably should be if they were on the other side of their close games. Um, Green Bay and the Chargers are very similar, I would say. Obviously, Green Bay's got the quarterback edge, but drop the Chargers for now. Chicago is 4-9 against the spread. Green Bay 8-5 against the spread. They're 1-5 on the spread, against the spread on the road, while Green Bay is 4-3 at home against the spread. I, I don't know how to really kind of get a grip on the Chicago team. They've won 
three of their last four on a three-game win streak, but they've been tough against the spread. It's been close. They beat the Giants, they beat Detroit, and they beat Dallas. Like Dallas is probably the best team, definitely the best team out of those three. But then again, you look on the other side of the coin at Green Bay. They've also won three of their last four. They've beaten Carolina, lost to San Francisco in horrible fashion, uh, 37-8. to Then they beat up on the Giants, and then they barely squeaked away against squeaked away at home against Washington, like we mentioned before. I still like the Green Bay team. I, I, this is where I trust Aaron Rodgers. It's an in-division matchup. Um, it's in Lambeau. It's probably going to be chilly. And it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to let another game slip through his hands. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. I, I, I just can't go against um, Green Bay in this matchup, especially because I don't trust Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky at all. I don't trust Mitch Trubisky. I don't trust the run game. I don't trust Matt Nagy. Um, I, I, I got to take Green Bay minus four and a half here. Um, I, I mean, I might try to buy it down to three and a half if I can, just, just, to, play, just to play the points. I do think it's going to be a little close. I don't think that Green Bay is going to blow it out of the water. It's going to be cold, like I said. I mean, Chicago's used to the cold. Yeah, they're both. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's used to the cold, but it is Lambeau. That, that's the thing. is The Lambeau, I think Lambeau's home field advantage is different than most other stadiums. It's kind of like KC and Arrowhead and how loud it gets and stuff like that. Um, I, I know a lot of people are projecting this game to be close. Um, you know, Obviously, if, it, if it's a close game, the Bears cover, but... Uh, I don't think it's going to be that close. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers puts the team on his back, and he wants to get to the playoffs and prove everybody wrong. Um, so I'm going to go Green Bay minus four and a half. These two teams met week one to the tune of a 10-3 to game. I, mean, yeah. I think it was the first game of the NFL season. It was sloppy. Two field goals and a touchdown is not you know necessarily good football, but... Um, and that game was in, uh, was in Chicago. Now they're back in Green Bay. I think... Hmm. This is definitely a tough one. In division games, especially on the road, are always tough. These two teams always play them. Always play it tight. Uh, I think I'm going with uh, Chicago plus four and a half. I like that defense. I think they're getting better. I think they had a little, you know, nag in the road, and now I think they've kind of figured it out now. I feel like they know how to play as a unit, and they're kind of getting back to what was making them successful last year. I think they continue to build on that and. Maybe not win the game, but I definitely think they cover plus four and a half. All right, Nick, you pretty much hit on all the points I was going to bring up. Um, the one thing I want to point out that's going to be the big determinant for this game, in my opinion, is just straight up the quarterback matchup. Aaron Rodgers, in his three of his last five games, has thrown under 200 yards. And on the other side, Trubisky is completing 77% of his passes. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I think this is his week that he finally gets it together. He goes off. They are home in Lambeau. The cold, he thrives in the cold. Then you have Trubisky, who's playing phenomenal in these past three weeks based on his stats. I think this is his crumble week. I have no faith in Mitch. I'm going Packers minus, what is it, four and a half? Four and a half. Four Packers and a half. minus four and a half. All right, man, with a contrarian once again. Um, moving on to New England at Cincinnati. We had some controversy this week um, with... The Patriots, what else is new? Spying on Cincinnati, filming their practices, I believe. Well, no, they were filming a game. They are filming the game. They are filming a documentary. They were filming a documentary. The game's in Cleveland. They're fil- or the game's in Cincinnati. 
They're, they're in Cincinnati with cameras. It doesn't make sense. And Bill Belichick says, we didn't know we were crossing the line. We unknowingly crossed the line. Yeah, right. How many times do you have to do this? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you wonder why you're the most hated team in football outside of New England. But, like, come on. I mean, aside of the, aside of the Cowboys. Like, uh, listen, they get I don't away know. with it. I, I, I hate the fact that they cheat. But if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. Um, Allegedly and- cheating. Allegedly. Allegedly. And what, you don't think all these other teams are out there trying to steal stuff? They got caught. This is sort of like the MLB with the Astros and the sign stealing stuff. The Astros got caught. Tredavious White picked up uh, that was John Harbaugh's uh, yeah. play and sheet. Come, so. they're, they're trying to have fun. They're trying to gain an edge. And what are you going to do? You, you need an edge, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the Patriots against the 1-12 hey, Cincinnati you've Bengals. You've seen the way they play? You've seen the way okay, they play? Okay, against the Bengals, Fine. though. Fine. Anyways, Listen, I don't know. Go ahead. Talk all the shit you want about the Bengals. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to, and I'm going to just come flat out and say that New England minus 10 is my lock of the week. New England, their oh. back's against the walls. They've lost two straight to Houston and Kansas City. They have three losses on the year, all to great quarterbacks in Mahomes, Watson, and I'm um, drawing a blank here. Come Lamar on. Jackson, who's go. on TV at the moment. <laughs> um, last week, I said that Quarterbacks that have the ability to use their legs and make plays outside the pocket have given them trouble, and Kansas City did just that. And Patrick Mahomes beat the Patriots in Foxborough. However, the Bengals have been kind of giving us this illusion that they're figuring it out. Um, They've played Oakland close, they've played Pittsburgh close, they've beaten the Jets, and then they've played Cleveland close. All games have stayed within, I believe... Well, I mean, all of their losses have stayed close in under 10 points. But then again, none of those teams are the Patriots. I don't care if the Patriots are struggling. The Patriots go into Cincinnati. Just 10 points. Like, come on. Like, you're literally giving Tom Brady 10-point leeway on a spread against a 1-12 team. Yeah. C- Late in a season <laughs> where they're pissed off. I don't care. This game is going to be an absolute blowout. And I'm completely comfortable saying this. New England, minus 10. My lock of the week. Book it. Now. I mean, I'm, I, I like Cincinnati here plus 10. Did I say to book it? You said to book it. Book I, have it. it I have it booked. Um, Go ahead. Make a little Washington pick on the road kind of thing. Go ahead. Listen. Let's hear it. I, I, think, I do think New England blows out Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati smells victory in any sorts, whatever this game. Uh, but 10 points is something I can't leave on the table. Uh you know, maybe they backdoor cover at the end of the game. You just said you don't think Cincinnati loses by ten points or less, and now you're gonna pick Cincinnati. I yeah. mean, you can make your pick. Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I'll listen, let you make it. I'm, but go I'm, ahead. I'm picking with my heart here. I think Cincinnati covers the ten points. I don't like Andy Dalton, but uh, Cincinnati, baby, let's rock. Let's rock. Cincinnati plus ten. Since you confuse me. Since- Cincinnati hey, is like I, I. I had a nice eighty percent last week, so I you did. Confu- I can you confuse did. you That's all fair. you want. You did. You did. All right. Yeah. Well, the Bengals yeah. do have like the worst rush defense. In Bengals the are bad. They're awful. Yeah. They're awful. And I know that the Patriots have been struggling. And yes, they, they're. I know their past five games too. They have played all teams that are within like a run. They're either in the playoffs or are making a run for the playoffs currently. But realistically, I don't know how you can go against Tom Brady and the Patriots with with like against the Bengals. Like, come on. I understand. Like. They're on the road, but Cincinnati. I, I'm going. I'm going. New England minus ten. How how do you not take that? How can you not? I'm taking New England minus ten too. <sighs> not going uh, contrarian on this one. 
Um, I, you know, there are numbers that I can read to you and you can look them up on your own time. And they've been, you know, said here on the podcast already. But all I need to say is New England, <laughs> Bill Belichick, coming off of two losses, he's not going to, like, they're going to run up the score. Like, it's, it's not a question of whether or not they, you know, they covered 10 points. It's a question of whether or not they don't drop, like, 60 I, I, there's, there's no way, like spot, like nine and a half is ridiculous. It, I, I don't get it. I'm taking nine and a half, ten, whatever it falls at. What's the highest you would go? How about that? That's that's tough. <laughs> Maybe See they... now, now you're getting into now you're getting into dangerous territory because I, I would definitely throw Cincinnati in a teaser and maybe get them up to like that's a good idea so and maybe get them 16, to like 16, 16 or 15 or something like that you can I, I maybe feel comfortable giving Tom Brady like two touchdowns yeah I was gonna say 13 and a half I yeah I could I could, I could do that I don't think I will but I could right. I could see myself doing that so we got next I mean I think the game's gonna go the other way I think Patriot the Patriots defense is the reason this game the Patriots cover this spread. I can't see Cincinnati, like, yeah, Andy Dalton has whatever figured it out. I don't know. I, figured out how to score points somehow not and stay in games. But the Patriots' defense is going to be able to contain a team with no playmakers. It's just impossible. Like, this game is going to be, I'm going to make a score prediction here, 31-10, Patriots win. Um, and on that note... If no one else has anything one, to say, one more note there too. They lost to the 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 Pats lost to KC last week, but they probably should have won. They, they scored the, they scored the football three times just to come away with three points. They definitely should have won that game. Um, three yeah three times. They literally put the ball in the end zone three times and kept coming back. And then you know it came down to the last play of the game where. KC's corner, I think it was, was it Breland? I think it was Breland. Yeah, Brashad Breland. You know, just poked the ball over uh, Edelman, just got right over his shoulder. So that game was close. They probably should have won, at least gone into overtime. Um, I think Bill's pissed. I think Tom is pissed. I think that entire team, even, you know, the rookie wide receivers that Tom doesn't know the name of, I think they're <laughs> pissed. I, again, it's... I think it's pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, I think we're being a dead horse here. So, what, what we got next? By the way, did I say book it? You did. I said book it. Did I say Cincinnati plus 10? You did, and I think you're real stupid for doing it. Moving on, uh, we got Houston at Tennessee. We got a tale of, in my opinion, two very, very, very different 8-5 and five teams. Um, yes, Tennessee is home. This is a divisional matchup. Yes, Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Two, yes. two big, AFC this is, this is South a, teams, big playoff implications. This is a huge, huge game for both teams. This is, yeah, playoff implications. Ryan Tannehill has been a blessing ever since the benching of Marcus Mariota. Derrick Henry has been playing phenomenally the last couple of weeks. I feel like the guy lives in the end zone with a sleeping bag. The line is Tennessee minus three, and the under-over is set at 50 and a half. Very, very high total. I, I don't know how to feel about this Tennessee team. My gut right now is telling me Houston plus three. I think Houston has many more playmakers than Tennessee does. I trust Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, Carlos Hyde, Will Fuller. I trust that offense a lot more than Tennessee. Tennessee has been making plays but they don't have those X-factor guys other than maybe Derrick Henry on offense. And he's questionable. And he's week. questionable. He but he's, he's a bull. He'll play. He's going to play. He's going to play. There's he's no shot Derrick Henry sits out this week. But 
Houston's coming off the Drew Locke coming out party loss in Denver or home against Denver, uh, 38-24. Um, they were eight-point favorites in that game and ended up losing by two touchdowns. Prior to that, they went they, they beat New England at home as well. This is their first road game in their last three games. Um, they played at Indianapolis. They played home against Indianapolis, New England, and Denver. And then you look on the other side of the ball at Tennessee. They're coming back home after two road wins at Indianapolis and Oakland. And before that, took two home wins against Jacksonville and Kansas City. Tennessee's just hot right now. But I think this is where it ends. I'm going to take Houston. They just have too many playmakers. Houston plus three. People have been predicting that Tennessee fired the, the Tennessee Titans like hot streak to come down for like four straight weeks now. I'm, I think it's legit. I've been kind of on it now since it kind of started. They play legitimately good football. Mike Vrabel has them in the right places. I said, this, I said this last week. Mike Vrabel has them in the right places. He's smart. Those guys that they have, they might not have all the talent, but they're doing everything right. And Houston, to me, just doesn't look good. They, I, I believe I was the only one last week to pick Denver against the spread. Uh, and they, they won that game outright. And I, Houston didn't even look like it was, they, they were fighting. It was garbage time, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, you know, rushing for touchdowns. Um, so I'm taking Tennessee here at home. Coming home to yeah. rowdy fans that are seeing a good football team for the first time in a while. There was so much promise when they drafted Mariota, and he's kind of, you know, stunk a little bit. A bum. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not the Heisman winner that he was at Oregon. Um, Tennessee minus three. I think this line is going to uh, is going to change a little bit too. So I would try to hop on this one early. So I'm actually going to disagree with you on this. I th- I personally think that. This is going to rely a lot on Derrick Henry. He does have a huge load that he carries in the back. And I, I understand he's a bull and he hasn't practiced all week and he's probably resting up that hamstring, but that thing tightens up. Like, he he's screwed, and that's really... Sorry, we're watching the Jets-Ravens game real quick. All right, so I, the thing is, if, his, if he could just stay healthy and stay prominent throughout the game, I think it'll be a lot closer... Um, I just think that they are on a four-game win streak, and I think that does get snapped this week. I'm going to go with Texans, Texans money line, not the spread. Texans money line. I think they win this game outright. Win, in I think Tennessee? they outright win. This I wouldn't game. be surprised. They're three and three on the road. They're about to go. They're about to break that 500 right now. Four and three on the road. Texans money line. I'm with Manor in the Tennessee train. I, I really like the way they've been playing football the past four weeks. Ten, uh, Tannehill's been a breath of fresh air. Um, he knows how to run an offense efficiently. He's been making all the right moves with his reads. Um, he's been doing it with his legs, too, which is really surprising. No one expected him to do that. Derrick Henry is an absolute monster. Yeah, he has a little bit of a, a hammy problem, but he said that wouldn't be an issue earlier in the week when uh, reporters were asking him at practice. Would he say it would be an issue? Well, well, no. He said he's going to be out there and he's going to be playing. If he was concerned, they would have said that they were concerned about his hamstring. But would, he's you, not... would you doubt him to his face if he said it wasn't an All issue? All right, I'm not <laughs> saying that. <laughs> that is a large human being. <laughs> he, he's a tank. Um, I The way that Houston's defense is playing... Um, is very is bad. Houston's defense is playing really bad. Their offensive line is really bad. Tennessee's defense has always been um, better than average, uh, but I think you know what Mano said before about how now that they're coming home and the home fans can see it, or they're going to see a team that has you know a good potential to make the playoffs this year. 
Um, I don't think Tennessee disappoints here. I definitely think they uh, that they cover the spread here. Um, I I hate to go against Deshaun Watson and Hopkins and what they have on offense, but that's really all they have, and those two haven't really been able to prove it. Um, you know, with just the two of them. So I'm going to go Tennessee minus three. They're literally fighting each other for the playoffs. They play twice within the next three weeks, like the last three weeks of the season. So, like, yeah, I this, mean, this is going to be a very like, gritty game. They're going to go. I might want to buy it down a little bit just because I, I think a field goal will decide the game. Um, but, I, I, listen, I, I like Tennessee minus three here, and I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. So we got next. I love your contradictions. It makes me happy. Good. <laughs> I don't care. I wouldn't be worried about it, but I'm going to buy it down a little bit. I would buy it down a little bit. Anyways. play it safe. All right, I'm done being annoying because you were the winner last week against the spread. There you go. That's all. Thank you. Thanks for acknowledging that. Moving on. Seattle at Carolina. The line opened at Seattle minus five and a half. It's now up to Seattle minus six and a half. Still under that key number of seven. I'm all about the key numbers. I feel like they're a very, very big indicator of where the action is and, and the success you'll get taking one side or the other. Carolina's on a five-game skid. They were five and three, now sitting at five and eight going into week fifteen. Seattle is ten and three, coming off a game where I personally think they looked very, very anemic against um, a Rams team. I actually picked Seattle, lost it. Who picked the Rams last week? I did. You I did. did. I picked the Rams. You were the week, only one who picked the Rams yes, last sir. week. Yes, hey, sir. I'm just yes, digging sir. myself a hole going against Nick. Let's go. <laughs> um. Anyways. This is a game I feel like we're going to all have very, very similar takes on. Teams are finding ways to slow Christian McCaffrey down as much as you can slow him down. Um, Seattle is a well-coached team um, between Pete Carroll and, um, and his staff. Kyle Allen had, must have taken swimming lessons and been a big fan of the diving board as a kid because he's taking his talents to the cliff and nose diving straight off of it. Wow. Um, just wow. straight down, not performing wow. at all. I thought I didn't know how to speak. <laughs> um, reaching for that one. But anyways, <laughs> I don't even feel like this game makes much of a difference to speak about and, and give you some key stats like Mano said before about the New England game. This is just a tale of two teams. Um, Seattle's in a bounce-back spot. Carolina looking to get right, but not really playing for much. Um, I'm going to go Seattle minus 6.5. As long as this stays um, under 7 points on the spread, uh, I think I'm comfortable taking that. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, you just got to look. I mean, Carolina is is 0-5 in the past five weeks. Last week was their bounce-back week. You'd say that, too. They lost to the Falcons. And also, the Seahawks' defense has yet to let up over 100 yards rushing. I know McCaffrey started off the season very strong, but they've been struggling recently. And Carolina's also 1-4 against the spread in the past five weeks. I th- I think it's dumb to just not take the Seahawks here at, at what is it, minus 6.5? Yeah. Seahawks minus 6.5. Yeah, I think uh, Pete Carroll's game plan going into this game is to be let Kyle Allen beat you. And Kyle Allen probably is not going to beat you. They have the talent interior to stop a McCaffrey or whoever run up the middle, and they have the athletic, you know, linebackers that can snuff out the pitches and the, you know, the wheel routes. Uh, so that it's going to come down to Kyle Allen, and I'm not putting my money on Kyle Allen. It's Seattle minus six. Yeah, I think this is a no-brainer. Uh, Christian McCaffrey pops off. Yeah, you'll bottle up Christian McCaffrey. He'll still pop off, but 
that's not going to win you a football game. You know, Christian McCaffrey could put up 150 total rushing yards and a touchdown. That's just not, that's not going to win you the game. Um, Seattle's experience. Pete Carroll's the man. Uh, Seattle minus six and a half. All right, we got a squad agreement for the first time today, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. 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 Seattle minus six and a half. Um, when you have a squad agreement, you can feel pretty good about it. Um, moving on. Denver at Kansas City. We got Drew Locke versus Patrick Mahomes. After seeing Drew Locke start that game last week and just put up... they Did they have all 38 in the first half? They No. They had a lot. 28. 28 at least. Um, but they, I don't know. They started off ridiculously hot against Houston. Uh, the line opened at Kansas City minus 10.5. It's now down to Kansas City minus 9.5. So money being put... On Denver, and rightly so, and I agree with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, the total opened at 46.5 and, and is now at 45.5. This line is weird to me. Um, I, as much as I want to trust a Kansas City team, they don't look great. Like, yeah, they just beat New England, but they, Patrick Mahomes, like we said it last week, doesn't look like he's at his full potential right now. He looks like he's playing a little bit hurt. Um, and then you look on the other side of the ball, and Drew Locke looks like he's trending in the opposite direction. Not that Patrick Mahomes is like going down by any means, or losing what he, losing his talent or anything, or just I, I don't know how to say it. But Denver is a team that's stayed in football games and has played well lately. The defense is talent I don't know. for sure. They do. I don't know if that talent is enough to. Um keep Mahomes in that offense at bay. Uh, a couple notes here. Um, Kansas City is 4-0 straight up versus division opponents and 7-3 and straight up against conference opponents. Uh, both teams are 4-1 against the spread in their last five games. They're both 8-5 and five on the season against the spread. So good teams against the spread. And surprising that Denver's covering. You know, the, what I thought Denver was going to be at the beginning of the year was a team that was going to get blown out every game. Like, I thought they were going to be an Arizona Cardinals, uh, a Cincinnati Bengals, but they're 5-8. and eight. I'm surprised. I mean, yes, and I, I wholeheartedly agree, but with a total at 45.5, Drew Locke showed the ability to put up points. Kansas City's defense has been porous. I'm going to go over on this one for my pick. Um, over 45.5. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here. Um, yeah, send it over. So, Drew Locke was dating the Chiefs owner's daughter and broke up with her. I think he's going to have some some stuff on his mind for this game. I think the Chiefs are going to come out to try and smack him in the mouth on this one. She's and hot. She, she's a very, very, very attractive. But he's, he's the, got a better one now. The thing is, is that uh, Denver is 2-5 and five on the road. And I understand Holmes did suffer, I believe it was a hand injury in the beginning of last game. Um... Hollywood score. Oh! Oh! There's some money! Alright, we'll get back to this. I'm taking, what is it, minus six? Minus minus, minus, minus nine, nine and a half. Minus, oh man, minus nine and a half. Wow, dying! Oh, no, he doesn't have both feet. No! He didn't drag the toe. This is an Oklahoma Hollywood. You can't, oh. This, I, I don't know if he's okay or not. Yes, thank God. Okay. So you're more like okay. Bollywood. Yeah, Hollywood's got it. Hollywood's right. got it. All right, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this one, Stick. I'm gonna stay away from the spread. I think Kansas City is obviously gonna win this one, but I think it is gonna be a like back to back scoring game, high scoring. I'm gonna take the over on this one. 
what is it, 45 and a half? Yeah. Over 45 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City minus nine and a half. Um, I took Denver last week. It worked out for me. I don't think I can take Denver uh, twice and feel uh, and feel comfortable with it. Um, I think Pat Mahomes is going to kind of uh, tear apart this Denver defense. And I think uh, that KC defense is going to be able to throw a lot of different looks at, uh, at Luck. Or at lock, excuse me. Well, Sp- Spags has the, uh, the the blitz packages. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, and that's. I think he's going to be able to throw a lot of guys in. in, uh, in um, Drew Lock. It's really difficult to not say Andrew Luck, but yeah. Drew <laughs> Drew Lock, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Um, I don't think last week. I don't think Houston has the talent up front to kind of give him different looks. So I think they were able to kind of game plan around him. Uh, game plan around that defense. I don't think it's as easy this week. KC minus nine and a half. Uh, I'm gonna roll with with a uh, Drew Lock this game. Um, is he the answer in Denver? I don't know, uh, but he rode the bench for most of the season, trying to learn the playbook, and he's come out the past couple weeks and he's played pretty decent. I've been very surprised. Um, Cortland Sutton showed out this year. They have a one-two punch in the backfield with Phil Lindsay, Royce Freeman. Uh, the defensive side of the football, they still have Von Miller. They have um, Bradley. Does Bradley is Bradley Chubb still playing, or did he get hurt? I, I don't think, think he's played all year. Yeah, I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, no, he got hurt in preseason. I'm pretty sure, or very early in the season. Well, I'm gonna just go with. Uh, listen, I like a nice sneaky Denver nine and a half right here. Um, I do think they have enough enough to cover this game. I think Spags is gonna throw all he's got at Drew Lock, but I think Drew Lock can handle it. Drew Lock's young; he can move around the pocket. He's got the arm strength. I'm going to roll with Denver here. I don't want to do it in Kansas City, but I'm going to roll with Denver 9.5. All right. So do we split down the middle? We got two We got two on the over. And Manny's yeah. on KC. KC, and you're on Denver. Okay, yeah. interesting. That's going to be a good game to watch, in right, my it'll opinion. It'll be a good game. It'll be a good game. But the game that all four all Manos, you're not going anymore. No. Well, three of us, along with two more friends, are going to the Giants game, and that's the next game up on the slate. The Dolphins are in town at MetLife. Giants are favored by three and a half. Um, Miami why? is three and yeah, ten. <laughs> the Giants are two and eleven. Oh, currently God. sitting in the two spot for the draft pick. I think this is the fight for the two and three spot um, in the draft. I I don't know what to make of this. The total is set at forty six and a half. And we say why are the Giants favored three and a half because we watch them week in and week out. But not only am I going to be at the game. But even if I were watching from my couch, I still think that the Giants... I mean, they put up a fight against uh, Philly last week on Monday. And I, I just don't think Miami's a great team. They didn't get in the end zone against a poor, poor Jets team losing 28-7 to against the Ravens right now. Like, yeah, the Ravens are good. But I, I'm going to take the Giants minus 3.5 in this. I, I just think they have more talent. They have more firepower. Devontae Parker's not going to play... It, the only way I could see he's Miami, <laughs> he's questionable, but he's not going to play. There's no reason for him to play. What do you mean? There's no reason for him to play. There's no reason for the Giants to play. That's fair, and I completely agree with you. And we've been crap-talking the Giants the entire time, and they deserve it, 100%. But a total, in my opinion, is unplayable. You just don't know who's going to score points, if they're going to score points, how many points they're going to score. Giants minus three and a half is my pick. I think they win this game. It's going to be close. 
they're going to win it by like five points and we're going to be there and we're going to be ecstatic and we shouldn't be because we want Chase Young and the, winning this game is not going to help us get Chase Young. I think this game uh, is, I think the line itself is going to move a little bit more to favor the Giants. I'm thinking more in the five to five and a half range. I don't know why, but if it does, and even now, I would consider throwing Miami in a teaser. I would think they win this game outright. Like, they're probably better than the Giants, I, I would think. Um, so, yeah, throwing this one in a teaser, getting it up to maybe, at, you know, three and a half right now, getting up to, you know, eight or whatever, uh, they'll definitely probably cover that. I'm, I I don't know what I want to do with this game either. Both teams are obviously bad, but I, I, I think the Giants at home... I, I just don't see any inspirational <laughs> football from them. I see at least care in a Miami team. I'm taking Miami plus three and a half. Yeah, and I feel that with Mano too. You know, especially Miami's been playing hard. You know, the past four or five weeks. Yeah, they didn't find a Dianzo last week, and it was their they it was with Jason Saunders last week putting up all the points for Miami. Um, this is Miami's second straight game in New York. They've been yeah. able to stay in the hotel. They're the same hotel for two weeks. They've been able to relax. Fitzpatrick's um, obviously familiar with the surroundings. Um, I don't know why the Giants are favored. The Giants have proved that they should never be favored in a football game ever. Um, but I, I, I think Miami is a good is good to cover this uh, cover the spread in this game. Um, so I'm going to go with Miami plus three and a half. <sighs> you know, I'm still so torn. I, I agree with everything you guys are saying. I realistically think that Fitzmagic is going to come out more electric than our guy, Elijah. He is starting second week in a row. They This is their second week in MetLife. I know they're on the road, but they are not traveling because they've been here. But there's just I just want to go with our home team. I want to go with them. And especially when you look at like the team. Like I understand we're doing bad, but like we do have multiple targets on offense that like should win should help us win and i i I know saquon hasn't really been doing much at all all not doing much but he hasn't been doing what he was expected to do all season i think this is the week that he really just pops off one last time before the season is over um i'm not saying that this is a bet this is just to throw out there i think he scores at least two touchdowns this week I'm going to go with my pick, though, take Giants minus three. I'm going to say hop on it early, though, because I'm going to agree with Mano that the line may change. So I think a lot of people are going to hop on the Giants for some reason. So I'm going to say take it early minus three. See, the thing with me with this game is whoever – I would take the dog, whoever if – it, if it was Giants plus three and a half, I'd be all aboard Giants plus three and a half. I think whoever was the dog this game would prove to be a good, you know, good value pick. I agree. Um, I think – and, that, and that, I mean, that's why I have to go with Miami because, you know, three and a half points on the board. I think it's going to be a back and forth game or, um, you know, the Giants can obviously pop off. And the other thing that does scare me is I, I am a little nervous about Devontae Parker's stick. I, I'm a little nervous. He's been limited all week. He's still in concussion protocol. If they don't have him, then it's going to be, uh, what, Alan Hearns, Mike Jacecki, um, Isaiah Ford. I don't know. That's all I got. So um, I think that's going to. All right. Gotta wrap the books up on this one. What are you taking? I'm taking Miami. Miami, Miami. three and a half. Yeah, all the way. All, all right. Way. So we'll be there. Um, live from MetLife. Keep an eye out for stories on Instagram at Caps on Sports. Caps on dot sports. 
Moving on, we have Jacksonville at Oakland. Um, two teams completely on the downhill at the moment. Uh, Jacksonville, 4-9. and nine. They're throwing the towel in. They traded Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. Oakland is 6-7. and seven. They started off hot. They're just not good. They're just not a good football team. John Gruden, like I said last week, it looks very lost. Um, they started off well against Tennessee last week. They kept it close. It was 21-21 at the half. And then they just didn't score a point in the second half and lost. They got doubled up, 42-21, as two-and-a-half-point underdogs. The spread is Oakland minus six-and-a-half at home, and the total is set at 45-and-a-half. I know we typically make picks on every single game. I have no pick for this game. No, you have to make no, pick. No, come on. I have no pick. No, no, not, no, 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 no. I'm not we'll making a pick. We'll end the podcast right here. <laughs> I'm not making a pick. No, I don't want to touch this game. I don't want to think about this game. And I don't advise that you touch this game. So I don't want to even remotely advise that you spend your hard-earned money on Jacksonville or Oakland because I have no idea how this game's going to go. I don't trust Oakland to win by a touchdown. And I don't think Jacksonville's worthy of covering a touchdown. I, I just don't know. And I don't want to play the total because it's right smack dab in the middle at 45, a very average total. <laughs> don't touch it. Just don't do it. Please. I beg you. And that's it. Yeah, I think it's a big time teaser week account going yeah, back to the back, back to back. I think uh, Jacksonville at plus six and a half. If I were to make a pick like straight up, I think that would be uh, that would be the pick. But I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna throw this one in a teaser and try to get this up a little more. Um, I might take Jacksonville plus six and a half straight up. I I think Jacksonville, I think their defense, it, it has guys like they can get to the quarterback. I don't know if John Gruden has the ability to protect or John Gruden's, you know, offensive line and Oakland's offensive line has the ability to protect uh, Derek Carr back there. Yeah. Um, it's tough because I feel like both of these teams are playing very uninspiring football right now. Um, Jacksonville doesn't look like they want to play. Uh, Oakland doesn't really look like they want to play. John Gruden hasn't really been able to get a handle on his team. Um, guard, the guard, the, the quarterback change proved to do nothing for the team last week for Jacksonville. Um, I would not spend my cold hard cash on this uh, on, on this game, uh, but I am going to make a pick, however, because that's how it works. When, when that just means I'm I'm taking this game out of the equation and I'm weighting the, all the other games more favorably in my uh, in, in my final percentage. So I'm completely comfortable with that. I just I don't want to make a pick on this game. That's um, it. I, I don't. Six and a half is a lot to give Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders offense. Um, so I will. I do like Jacksonville plus six and a half. Um, Gardner Minshew's proved it before that he's able to go out there and win a football game. Uh, Josh Jacobs is questionable to, to suit up for uh, for Oakland this week. So um, if they don't have him, then again, that's going to prove to be you know a valuable weapon not playing. Um, so I, I think Oakland shows up. Uh, not Oakland, I'm sorry. I think Jacksonville shows up, um, you know, at least covers the spread. So I'll take Jacksonville six and a half. All right. Uh, I, I'm also really torn on this. Like this could literally just go any anyway the one thing is that the raiders jesus christ i don't even fucking the open raiders okay like the raiders like yeah jesus christ i mean the raiders just save yourself the stress that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i have no idea what to go with i have a lot of faith i listen my my guy is uh, John Gruden, I, I love that yeah, guy. He's an boy, animal. However, 
I am going against my guy. I have faith in Garner Minshew. Listen, the Oakland Raiders, like, they realize are most likely not going to make the playoffs, but the Jaguars are guaranteed to not make the playoffs. I think Garner Minshew goes out there. There's, there's, they, they have nothing to play for, so why not just fully knock out Duval. the Raiders from having any possibility of making the playoffs? Hammer, not hammer, don't hammer. Save your money. Take the Jags' money line. They're going to beat the Raiders outright. That That's your pick for this game. No spread. You want Jacksonville straight up. Correct. All right. All right. Yeah. Don't hammer it, though. Like, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't, don't hammer it. it. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't just, touch it at all. Don't, yeah, just don't, don't even <laughs> don't do, it. do it. Just think about it. Just don't do it. All right. Man, do you make a pick? Yeah, yeah. I said Jacksonville plus six and a half, but I'm probably going to throw it in a teaser. Oh, you did say that? Yeah. Yeah, just it's a big teaser week for me. It is. You gotta pick now. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to pick. pick. I, don't, I don't want to I don't pick. care. I don't care. Oakland minus six and a half. Thank oh. you. There it is. Thank you. All right. Next. I don't like it. I'm not happy that I just got peer <laughs> pressure into making a pick for this game. So and you are the outlier. I'm going to be really upset. And you're the outlier. I am. Does that make you feel more confident? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> this game's going to end in a tie. And I'm fine with that. 0-0 zero, zero tie. Cleveland at Arizona. Uh, Cleveland sits at six and seven. Arizona at three and nine. We got a battle of Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, two number one overall picks. I, I've been I haven't been high on Cleveland, but they have the superstars, and and I think in close games like this, it makes a difference. However, I don't think this is the game that makes a difference. They're they're going to Arizona. Kyler Murray has the ability to get out of the pocket and make plays. I don't think Arizona is a good team in. By any stretch of the imagination. No. <laughs> I, I don't, like, I, my heart wants to take Arizona. I, I just have this gut feeling that oh, Arizona oh, is going to win. I, I just have this weird, weird gut feeling, and I don't know why. I, I just don't know why at all. I, oh, I don't know. Like, this is just weird. I, I, I think this I is agree. I'm not providing any insight oh. right now at all, and all right, got, I'm Mike? sorry, but see, it's less than a field goal. I can't leave it on the table. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm taking Cleveland minus two and a half. I, Arizona doesn't deserve it. They don't deserve the points. Exactly. Like more Odell talk this week about how he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Odell's a big baby. He is a big baby. I'm really glad we don't have him in New York anymore. As good as he is. Wish we had a better trade package for him though. That's fair. I agree, especially because Jabril just hasn't played. But anyways, another touchdown, a touchdown for the Ravens. Wow. Oh, man. I, lo- I love money. I love money. No, it did not. Wow. Um, this game is turning into a blowout. My over just hit. Um, wow. All right. Just, what, we got, what, what we got next? I just want to point out the fact that I did say I should have taken the minus 17. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, my, <laughs> just, my, just, my, just want to point the that only out. One here who said minus, uh, who, who said Ravens minus three, uh, seventeen. So we'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Little right. behind the scenes, we had a little discrepancy on this. It's fine. Um, listen, my lock of the week last week was the Browns at minus seven. They managed to win by eight. The thing is, I was kind of feeling the Cardinals. I do like Kyler Murray. The, the problem is, last week, that the Browns, yes, they didn't play well. They still won, but Baker Mayfield played awful. He had, two, like, two interceptions, I think, no touchdowns, threw for under, like, 200 yards. I think this week, not that they get it together, but I think they perform a little bit better than they did last week. I'm going to have to take the Browns minus 2.5 on this. 
Yeah, I'm with you, Mike. I'm taking Cleveland, too. Um, the, the Cardinals last week against the Steelers, they kind of made that game a little close. It was kind of out of it, um, you know, pretty early on, but they kind of snuck back into it. I'm worried that that might happen this game, too. But with a spread of two and a half to three, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I'm not necessarily concerned about it right now. Um, Cleveland is four and one in their last five games, and you know, three one and one against the spread. I think this Cleveland team is talented, and I think they have the talent to beat uh, an Arizona team that's really got nothing to play for. I I think Cleveland minus three is one of the safer picks on the slate this week. Yeah, Arizona hasn't won a football game since October 20th. So almost uh, two months ago, they haven't won a football game. Um, The last time they won a game, (laughs) the Cardinals um, Twitter account just tweeted out to all the angry fantasy football owners out there, just enjoy the win, we sure are. (laughs) Um, Ever since that tweet, they are 0-6. So uh, I can't trust the Cardinals here. It's under the points are under a field goal. You know who they beat on the twentieth? Yeah, they beat the Giants. Okay, all they right. beat the Giants. Just so, making so sure. Two we... months ago was the last time that the Cardinals won a football game. It was against the New York Football Giants. Oh, man, terrible. Yeah, Chase Edmonds coming out party. He yeah. would have scored three touchdowns in like the first half. Yeah, I mean, it, it just I I can't trust anything Arizona. I I can't. The Cardinals is just I, I can't. The B- Baker makes me nervous. Cleveland uh, makes me nervous, but um, better team wins here. Cleveland minus two and a half. I think we a squad agreement on that one. I think easy. No, yeah. no, no. Stick. You like Arizona? No, I took nah. Cleveland. I took Cleveland. You did? Yeah. I, I, you going against your hunch? Yeah, I have to. Yeah, have I can't to. do it. Can't I can't do, do it. You can't do that. Moving on, we got Minnesota at the Chargers. Uh, this has the potential to be a good game, in my opinion. Oh, um, the Chargers have played teams very close. We've mentioned that. Um, however, they blew. Um, sorry, they blew Jacksonville out of the water, forty-five ten last week as three-point favorites, um, and they're three-point underdogs this week, uh, just about. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be much of the same here. Minnesota is a talented team. They're sitting at nine and four. Um, they control their destiny for the playoffs. They're going to get in. I, Kirk Cousins is playing well. Um, that's really all you can say. They they they've won close games, um, and then they lost. They've won in their last four games. They beat Dallas 28-24, beat Denver 27-23, lost by a touchdown to Seattle in Seattle, and then they beat Detroit by 13 last week um, for a nice solid push um, against the spread. We all pushed. We all picked Detroit plus 13, I believe. Correct. And I, I just. I don't know what to make of the Chargers team. I, I think they're very talented, um, but then again, Minnesota also is very talented. I, I just don't think the Chargers defense is going to hold up very well. Um, they're they're one in five at home um, against the spread this year. Philip Rivers turns the ball over like a monster, um, and Kirk Cousins has thrown twenty three touchdowns against four interceptions, um, so he's playing out of his mind. Like I mentioned, I, I think Minnesota minus two and a half is the pick. Um, I think well, we have a minus one and a half. I think that's what it opened at two and a half. Either minus way, one and a half yeah, it's, it opened at two and a half and it went from two and a half to one and a half. Even better. I don't know why. I mean, I it, it's going to come down to Phil Rivers like it does every week or I don't even think week. that's the case. I, I think this game is going to be a ten point game. I think Minnesota wins. Yeah. I don't think the Chargers can stop Dalvin Cook in the run. No, 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 no. And and even if they do, I, I think um, 
I just can't trust the Chargers. I, I just think Kirk has the ability to keep teams, keep his team in the game. I think he's a lot. I think he's able to play. They're getting Thielen back. Um, he's working towards being fully healthy again, and I just think Minnesota's offense is going to be too much for for a, a mediocre Chargers defense. They're not a bad team. They're not a bad defense. They only let up ten points last week, but that was against Jacksonville. Um, and Minnesota has a lot more firepower. So Minnesota, take them. If this line even goes up to three, which it's moving in the op- opposite direction right now, um, if you can get this under a field goal, I'd take it. But I, th- I think that's going to be plenty. Yeah, I, I, I like to keep this one short and sweet because I, I don't like the L.A. Chargers um, all year. I haven't liked them. They've lost me a whole lot of money. But we love Hunter Henry. We do love Hunter Henry, though. Um, I just can't trust Phil Rivers anymore. Um, I don't like Kirk Cousins. But this isn't a primetime game, so I'm not really worried. Uh, so I'll have to roll with Minnesota minus one and a half. And I think as long as, like, like you said, stick as long as it's under three, um, I think you put you put some money on it. So I'll go Minnesota minus one and a half. Yeah, the Chargers have been very unlucky this year. I think the majority of their game, their losses have been like one score losses. It's just the way it's kind of gone down this year. Um, I don't see that playing out this week, though. I think. I think Minnesota kind of blows them out of the water here. The line at one and a half for Minnesota minus one and a half. I, I don't see why it's. I don't. I don't see I don't why it's why. one and a half. I don't know why. It. it I don't know. I think San Diego can keep. The, they can. Oh, they can not, keep this not, game. Not San Diego. I think L.A. <laughs> excuse me. All twenty-five L.A. fans. Oh God. Um. They could keep it close. They have talent. They've gotten extremely unlucky. Minnesota steamrolls them in this game. Minus one and a half. That might be my lock of the week. I have oh. to. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. I, I, have, I have to agree with you, man. I think that this this is going to be a first half. Like, in the first half, it's going to be close. We'll be biting our nails like, oh, man, like the Chargers are not looking as bad. Then when the second half comes around, the Vikings are really just going to pull away with this. Like you said, Kirk Cousins is not in prime time, so he should be playing well. Phillip Rivers is at the end of his career. He doesn't have the arm. It might come down to a one-score game, and then Phillip Rivers does his classic drive the field, throw a pick. I think you have to take the Vikings minus, what is it, one and a half or minus one? Minus one and a half on this. Vikings minus one and a half. Squad agreement. Yeah. Once again, lay the points. Moving on, we have the Atlanta Falcons visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Coming off a thriller, a heartbreaker for me. Um, I took the Saints um, last week. And George Kittle with probably the most grown man run after catch, I guess you could say. And, well, I mean, it was. The most, it, like, a, it was unbelievable. I, my jaw just dropped. I was watching my money just fly straight out of my pockets. Um... The line opened up at San Francisco minus 11. It's now San Francisco minus 10 and a half. The over-under is set at 48. I, this is a weird game for me. I, I don't know necessarily. I mean, I'm no shot Atlanta wins this game. All right, well, San Fran, they're down Richard Sherman. They're down Weston Richburg. D Ford's out. D Ford's been out. So they're missing, they're missing a lot of spots, a, a lot of... You know, a lot of open holes on the defense. I, that, I don't know. I, I just don't think... It, I don't know. This is a game I'm going to stay away from because it, I, I this, it's always just the X factor for me. I, I Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley have the ability to make Calvin plays. Ridley's 
He's out? Yeah, he's out for the season. That is true. So Regardless, the X Factor, Julio Jones, especially with Richard Sherman out like you touched on, I just think that he has the ability to make that big play. Mm-hmm. And big plays get covers. And I, I, I'm not going to endorse Atlanta minus 11 because I feel like their offense could absolutely stall out. Plus plus 11. Plus 11. I think their their offense can stall out against a really good Niners defense. And I, I, Atlanta's defense has been up and down, and but in San Francisco's offense has been just pretty, pretty steady the entire year. So this line is just right on that button for me, and I, I just don't know which way I'm going to take this. The, the line is 48, and, and I think Atlanta's going to score points. I think they'll get somewhere in the 15 to 20 range. Um, but then again, I also think San Francisco is going to be able to put up anywhere from 25 to 30. Um, I, I just don't know where this is going to go. So if you have to play this, I would take the over. Um, it opened at 46 and a half. It's now 48. So people are definitely taking the over and pushing it up. And, and I happen to agree with them. So if you have to have a play on this game, I'm going to take the over. But other than that, I'm not I'm not going to play a, a side on the spread. I got, I got to agree with you on that one, Stick. I mean, this... If you look at Atlanta, that like their games, they beat New Orleans, who lost to uh, the 49ers this past week. Um, and like you said, with, with, with Richard Sherman being out, you have Julio Jones, who's even more of a lethal target. Now you have Austin Hooper, who's back and healthy. See, the 11.5 spread is what scares me. That That's too much. And like I know I really don't think Atlanta's going to win this game, but they can perform very well on offense. They literally beat Carolina by 20 points. I'm going to also go with the over in this one. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Over 48. Hop on it soon, though, because it is going up and will probably go up even more. There is no roof in San Francisco, so that over is going to keep climbing. Nick, did you make a pick? I did, but you can go ahead. You can go. Go ahead. Okay. uh, Well, I like Atlanta plus plus 11 here, plus 11, plus 10.5, whatever you have it at. Um, I think this is a bit of a trap game for for San Fran. They've been in a couple tight, uh, tight wire games the past two weeks. Uh, you know, last week when they played the uh, the Saints and the week before when they played Baltimore, um, two very emotional, you know, games, one win, one loss, obviously. Um, but this is a game where Atlanta is playing uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan used to be their offensive coordinator. Um, I think uh, Atlanta comes out firing on all cylinders, and I think Julio Jones tears apart that secondary. Uh, no Calvin Ridley means Matt Ryan only really has to throw the ball to one person the whole entire game. Um, I, I think uh, Matt Ryan has enough to, to get a backdoor cover here at the end of the game, you know, garbage time, if anything. Um, so I'm going to take Atlanta on the points, 10 and a half, 11, whatever it is. I'm going to disagree with all you guys here. And I think this happened last week. I think you guys all had New Orleans uh, against San Francisco. I'm going to take San Francisco. Uh, I'm laying the points. I think last week... They proved that they can keep up with one of the best offenses in the NFL. The defenses, the defense for San Francisco is never a question whether or not they're good. Coming off a tough, you know, tough win, really grinded out on both sides of the ball, um, win against New Orleans. I think they have a lot easier time welcoming uh, the Falcons into uh, into candle or not even candlestick Levi yeah Levi Levi candlestick candlestick oh, Levi it's whatever San yeah. Francisco the stadium yeah, they're, they're gonna welcome them home they're gonna they're gonna win this game and I really think it's gonna be a blowout here minus ten and a half 
I don't hate the pick. I don't hate it at all. Um, anyway, moving on to the Rams visiting Jerry World and the Dallas Cowboys okay. in Dallas. Um, the line is LA minus one and a half. It opened at um, LA plus two and a half. So the line has moved a whole three points. Um, the under over opened at 48. It got pushed up to 49. This A lot of money is being put on the Rams, and I agree with that once again. Um, I think the line movement is very indicative of the way this game is going to go. Uh, the Rams prove that they can still hang um, after there were some questions um, as their offense stalled out for a couple games. They're still... like I, I don't know. They put up... 17 and won 17 to 7 against Chicago four weeks ago. Then they got blown out at home against Baltimore. But who? then again, who isn't Baltimore blowing out? Uh, then they blew out Arizona in Arizona 34 to 7. And then they had a very, very good win against Seattle um, in prime time last week on Sunday night. I think the Rams, Rams are trending up and Dallas has lost three straight. Um, Dallas is a good team. I think they're going to end up coming up on top in the NFC East, but that's not very hard. I just think the Rams are figuring it out at the right time, and it's it's going to be a rude awakening for Dallas. Um, I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points here um, as long as it's under a field goal. But I think it's pretty much going to settle around a pick game when all is said and done. Yeah, last week I picked against L.A., when the yeah. line was one this week, Dallas is in a must-win game. I mean, to stay afloat in a division where nobody really wants to win it, where you just kind of have to keep riling, keep you know getting points. Uh, they're plus one. I think they have a they have phenomenal talent on both sides of the ball. Um, they've really kind of taken that next jump with Dak Prescott and that offense and not being so uh, reliant on Ezekiel Elliott to kind of carry the load and then let Dak Prescott play off of that. Now they're letting Dak Prescott play and letting Ezekiel Elliott play off of that, if you know that makes sense. But um, I, I, I think LA is peaking at the right time. It's a good... It's a good line. I, I would go L.A. minus one. I, I got to agree with you on that. I think L.A. is peaking at the right time, especially with them beating the Seahawks like that. And Gurley is just looking great. The offensive line is starting to look a little better, giving Goff more protection, open up some more holes for Gurley. And, I mean, the, the Cowboys, I have no trust in them. They have just been not playing well. They're, mo- they're most likely going to win the NFC East with a, a losing record. And with a line like this, I think that you you just have to take the Rams at minus two and a, two and a half, right? One. One and a half? Oh, my God. Yeah. Rams minus one and a half. One. Yeah, the spread's a little tough in this game because it is, you know, kind of a pick em game. Um, if I go spread, I do like the Rams. Um, the Rams minus one and a half. Over-under is set at 49 right now, uh, which I think is very high because I think this game is going to be all defense, all running the football. Um the Cowboys have had trouble getting their offense going. Um, LA's off, uh, LA's offense has been struggling too. I think the under is the play for this game, so under forty nine. Um, so I would play under forty nine, and I would play um, LA minus one and a half. Okay. 
Moving on, we have the Sunday night football game. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are visiting Heinz Field and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Lurs. The Lurs. Um, Buffalo comes into this game at nine and four. Pittsburgh at eight and five. A very very surprising team this year. Uh, Pittsburgh's actually one and a half point favorites um, at home against the Bills. And in Buffalo's last four games, they're three and one. They lost a tight one to Baltimore by a touchdown. Um, they had a shot to win that game, actually. Um, and they probably gave Baltimore the biggest test of the season, um, aside from their losses. Um, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, has won three of their last four. Um, albeit they're, they're getting Juju back and James Conner this week. They are, but... Is James Conner definitely coming back? Mm-hmm. Yes. They're both, and they're both good to go uh, this week. I, I just don't... I mean, I, I don't. I think this is a trap game. I, I don't... It's primetime and Ducky Hodges. I, we haven't seen him play in primetime. But then again, how often have we seen Josh Allen play in primetime? And then you look at that and you flip it over. And I think Buffalo's defense gets the edge. And mm-hmm. I, I just... When the line is this close to a pick'em, I, I just feel like you have to rely on the team that isn't gonna hurt you and the team that's gonna play slow and steady, solid the entire game, and eventually eke it out. Um, and and I tend to lean towards the underdogs in games like this where you, you don't really know who to pick. Um, the t- like Buffalo's a sneaky team; they have an opportunity to be ten and four, um, their best season in in years. Yeah, I, I would take Buffalo with plus money. I just don't – I don't trust Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, they're they're playing very well, but the luck's going to run out eventually. And, and Buffalo was able to hold Lamar Jackson to 24 points, and, and, and Devlin Hodges just is nowhere close to Lamar Jackson. And regardless of getting their superstars back in Juju and James Conner, not that they're super superstars, I, I just don't feel like they're going to be in the stride of things. They haven't seen game action in a while. Um but yeah, but Buffalo definitely. Take, I think, take the plus money. I, I, I take the money I, line I, I, also. I feel it too. I think Buffalo is legit. They've proven it all season that they can hang with the uh, the superpowers of the league when it comes to uh, Baltimore. When it comes to New England, um, yeah, they're on the road uh, in Pittsburgh on a Sunday night game. You know, stadium's going to be crazy. Um, defense travels though. Uh, the, it's going to be a defensive game. I don't like you were saying with Duck Hodges. I don't know if I trust Duck Hodges as much as I trust Josh Allen this game. Um, even Josh Allen's tough to trust, but it's tough to leave the two two point uh, what is it one and a half or two one and a half. It's tough to leave the you know the point and a half on the board there. Um, I think the Buffalo is a safe pick here. I'll take Buffalo plus one and a half, and uh, I think that's going to be my lock of the week this week is Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a is a safe pick here. I think stick. I think you touched on it when the line is as close. You go with consistency. You don't know yeah. what kind of game Hodges is going to have, and he's looked he's looked good. He's prove that he can be a quarterback in this league going forward with a little more time and a little more um you know a little more game experience but the Buffalo Bills are 5-0-1 against the spread on the road and they're 4-1-1 against the spread as underdogs I don't think Buffalo loses this game um I I would agree they are probably going to win this game outright, but just to be safe, I'm definitely taking, taking one and a half right, points. Yeah. I might throw that in a teaser. It's a big teaser big, week for me. Teaser, teaser, yeah. Listen, it's tough to go against Buffalo on what they've done this year. That's the thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that defense is proven, but I don't think people want to believe that it's proven. Well, I don't think people want to believe in the offense. That's the thing is nobody wants Fine. to believe that Josh Allen can do it with Cole Beasley, mm-hmm. with John and the line, Brown, and, with Singletary. And, and the, 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 points, the points reflect that. I mean, at 35 and a half, like, that's an insane number to... to that, yeah, that total, is literally total, no yeah. offense the being played. That, yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it could be, end up being a 14-10 game. You know, I... I, I I don't know how you pick against the Bills. All right, well, you guys pretty much hit on all my points, so I'll bring up a point that I've brought up in the past two or three weeks. The Kyle hands. Allen's hands. The hands. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Jo- oh, wait, I say Kyle Allen. Yeah. Sorry. That guy's jo- nose-diving yeah, off the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> he, he has small hands. Um, Josh Allen, big hands. You're always trusting a guy with big hands. Like you guys also said, they are looking consistent on both sides of the ball. He's proved himself. Um, this is also the Bills' first Sunday night game since 2007. So I think, yeah. So I think they're hungry. They want to just prove themselves in prime time. You also have to remember that Bills Mafia will roll deep to this. I understand going into uh, Heinz Field, the Yinzers, they are a pretty rough crowd. But Bills Mafia will roll deep, so they'll have some support there. And one thing I do really want to emphasize is we're getting into the middle, into late December almost. The ducks have flown south for the winter. Oh. The, the duck, the duck is is dying this game. I'm taking the Bills money line on this one. I like that. Can you? When, what was the? What was the first thing you said that they haven't played in a Sunday night game since, since 2007. 2007? The Bills haven't played in a Sunday that, night that, game. Okay, that's a stat that I found. Buffalo is making its first appearance on Sunday night football since facing the New England Patriots during the 2007 season. And what was the result of that game? Do you know? Uh, no, but I can find out. <laughs> what, what does that matter? I'm just curious. Like 12 years ago. Yeah, Josh Allen was in probably what, third grade. 2007 <laughs> Bills team on this team. Definitely not. No? For okay. 12 years. No shot. <laughs> Frank Gore. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got a squad agreement on the dog. That doesn't happen often. Because um, the dog shouldn't be the dog. But you know, Exactly. You know Vegas is wrong, and Vegas loves to be sneaky with their trap games, and that's absolutely one of them. So, uh, just before we move on to the next one, that 2007 Sunday night game where the Patriots played the Bills at Buffalo, the score was... Oh, God. <laughs> the Bills had 10 points, and the New England Patriots had 56. Oh. <laughs> Ties are going to so, change, baby. Listen, uh, That is not happening this week. The players week. have turned over since then, I, was, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, that was back when Josh Allen was in uh, third grade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Probably. Um, there we got Monday night. Monday night. We're moving on. We got Indy at New Orleans in the Benz Superdome. The line opened up at New Orleans minus eight and a half. It's now minus nine. So line's getting pushed up action on New Orleans. Little adjustment there. The total opened at 45 and a half. Um, the over under is now at 46. New Orleans. Uh, again, involved in that thriller with the 49ers last week. They're welcoming the lackluster Colts team in here. They come into this game at 6-7. and seven. I still think the Saints are one of the best teams in football. Who do you um, think is more pissed off? The, uh, the Colts because they lost kind of last second to Jameis Winston or... <laughs> The, they were winning that whole game, weren't I, they? I believe so, yeah. Or the Saints because they just lost a heartbreaking game to um, to San Francisco. I mean, I I don't know. I think the Saints, just because they have more to play for, and that game meant a lot considering home field advantage. 
And that's why the Saints minus nine are going to be my pick for the week. You not my, have a lock. You already have Not lock. my lock. It's going to be my pick for the game. Uh-huh. Um, I guess the week. It technically rolls over on a Monday. So Can't depends on... <laughs> de- de- well, that's if, not if, if The week is technically Sunday. Yeah, not Saturday. if it's in my betting week because it rolls over <laughs> on a Monday. Um, so I'm going to start this week off with a win. Um, New Orleans minus nine. I think they have something to prove here. Um, they lit up one of the best defenses in the league. They lost the game, but they put, a, what, 35 on them? 40-something? 40 yeah. 42? How many points did they score last week against the Niners? It was 48-46, I thought. 46. Yeah, they put 46. up 46 points on one of the best defenses in the league. Now, they, now they're now they home. Um, I mean, they were home last week. They're, they Two consecutive home games. I'm rambling a little bit here. Regardless, my point is that Indianapolis is nowhere near as good as San Francisco. And Drew Brees looked excellent after he didn't look so great the last couple of weeks. He's still Drew Brees, future Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, the Colts have struggled to put up points. Um, the Saints' T- defense... Hilton supposed to be coming back? Does fine. that change anything? No, not at all. I um, think so. Would not change anything for me. <laughs> New Orleans either. minus nine is my pick. And I also might take the over. Because New Orleans' defense has shown signs of uh, just letting up some points. and Just pick on Eli Apple. That's, that's the game plan. It's, it's easy. It's the same, the same as uh, Tom Brady's going to do against BW Webb. That's another reason why I have a lock <laughs> of the week. Um, yeah, that's just ridiculous. New Orleans minus nine. I'm going to take Indy plus eight and a half here. I think they play very safe football. And I think that's a product of T.Y. Hilton being out. I don't know if T.Y. Hilton really changes anything from a from an offensive talent perspective for them, especially if he's still hobbled, but just having him out there and having a familiar, you know, a, a, a reliable target for Jacoby Brissett to throw to is definitely beneficial for him. Uh, nine points, eight and a half points here. I, I, I'm just not a big believer in New Orleans defense. I think they have the uh, ability to, you know, keep putting up points, but if they're going to keep con- uh, keep conceding points back the other way, I don't think it really, it really doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going Colts plus eight and a half. All right. I I agree with you to an extent with the New Orleans defense. The only thing is I just I can't I can't go against New Orleans at what was it minus nine or minus nine and a half? Nine. Minus nine. I mean they're they're just too good and they put up a great fight against uh the 49ers and the Colts coming off that loss. I just think that they're gonna go into the into uh they're gonna go into New Orleans, then they're just gonna get smacked. I think minus nine is an easy bet, in my opinion, to take. So yeah, Saints minus nine for this week at Monday night. I'm struggling a little bit here, not not because of New Orleans defense, but the way that Indianapolis plays football. Um, do they, they they have Marlon Mack back now? Uh, I'm thinking this game might go a little bit how uh, how it went when Indianapolis played. Um, Kansas City earlier in the year, uh, they controlled the ball the whole entire game. Um, they had time of possession the whole entire game, and that you know obviously limits the deficit that they have to face. They don't have the firepower to keep up with New Orleans, which is why they're going to have to run the ball the whole game and you know have long six minute possessions. Um, I I do think New Orleans win this game, uh, but I do think Indianapolis has enough to cover the spread at nine. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Indy plus nine here. That's what's up. Yeah, I I feel good with that. So we're split down the middle. 
Um, Mikey and I are on New Orleans. New Orleans, and Nick and Mano are on the Colts. And that concludes all the games for the week. We're going to move on to the locks of the week. I've already flat out came out and said New, uh, New England minus 10 is my lock of the week. And I'm going to stick with that. Um, um, and then I have Buffalo uh, plus two, plus one and a half, whatever you got it at. Um, I do think they went out right. So whatever you want to take their points at. But I think Buffalo is, is a good lock. I'm going to take the Ram, the Rams minus, I'm going to take the Rams minus one as mine. You didn't sound very confident. Yeah, it's a little hesitant lock. I just didn't want us to uh, have (laughs) the same. That's a shaky luck. Okay, no shake here. (laughs) Very confident in this one. Rams minus one, that's a lock. The locksmith. (laughs) I'm going to take Minnesota minus one and a half as my lock of the week. Um, I, 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 I know that the Chargers have gotten lucky this or gotten unlucky this entire year. I I don't think um, I don't think such luck holds up here. Minnesota minus one and a half. All right, so we got four locks of the week. Those picks will be posted as our NFL picks on Sunday on our Instagram. Um, a nice little plug here with our Instagram and our other social medias. You can follow us on Instagram at capson.sports. We can follow us on Twitter at CapsOn underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. And that concludes our week 15, fourth episode of the CapsOn podcast. And as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Please spread the word if you enjoyed. And we'll be back next week for week 16, our fifth episode. And as always, we'll keep the cap on for you. Get ready to win some money.